Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. I'm Mike Vardy, and this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show... I am excited to have the opportunity to talk once again with the creator of the Getting Things Done methodology and and someone who is very involved with the Getting Things Done book that is coming out in a very short period of time uh, as you're listening to this. It might already be out by the time you're listening to this. Getting Things Done for Teens, Take Control of Your Life in a Distracting World. He co-wrote this along with Mike Williams and Mark Wallace, but you'll hear you hear how much involvement he had uh, as we go through this uh, discussion here. David Allen joins me on the podcast today. For those of you who've been following productivity for a while, personal productivity, time management, you likely know who David Allen is. If you haven't, uh, you're in for a real treat today. This, this, this is one of the pioneers in the space. Um, we've had conversations before, and it's always a treat when I get to, to have a discussion with David. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Here's my conversation with David Allen here on the Productivities Podcast. I'd like to welcome the one and only, well, maybe not only, because when I met you, there was another David Allen there uh, in person <laughs> at South by Southwest, <laughs> but for the purposes of... The and a very cool guy in the UK who <laughs> was such a great comedian, and, and you know, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, David Allen is uh, with me today on the Productivities Podcast. David, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, hey, happy to, to be here with you. It's it's been a while since we've, we've, we've talked, and uh, I mean, you've got a new book that's that's coming out. Uh, getting things done for teens, take control of your life in a distracting world. And it's, it's, uh, you, but, uh, Mike Williams and Mark Wallace contribute to the book as well. What, before we dive into well, the, I'm sorry, they didn't contribute to the book. They wrote the book. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to say like, what, that was my question. You know, come on guys, you know, these guys, you know, Mike is a parent, raised his kids using the GTD stuff. Uh, Mark is a, uh, elementary school teacher in the public school system in, in Minneapolis and Minnesota in the U.S. And these guys had done the heavy lifting of actually translating this best practice methodology about keeping your head clear to, to, to kids, uh, not me. So I added my name, I added my context, and of course it's the uh, essentially the intellectual property that, that was developed along GPD. Sure. But, you know, but I, I both understand it. I've seen it in, I've seen it in practice. And man, over the last, you know, multiple years, I've just had so many people go, God, my God, I wish I would learn this when I was 13 or how do I get this to my kids? So, yeah, so it was great. It was a, a, a great project to finally find 
the great the, the right resources to actually put this methodology together in a vocabulary for both the teens themselves as well as for you know caring adults that are managing them or, or care about them you know uh, uh, parents uh, teachers coaches uh, counselors ministers anybody who, who's got teens around going god these guys are out of control you know they need to get some big keys about what to do and how to do about this. So we're thrilled to get this book out. Yeah. So, so let's jump right in and talk about the, the one of the things, cause I'm a parent as well. And, and my daughter actually, she's uh, she's got this book now. Um, I've, 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 I brought it into, into my office for, for the purposes of actually chatting to you about it. But I said, you know, you should, you should take a look at this. She is 13. She's going into that next year. I mean, wow. she's heading, heading to grade eight next year. Yeah. So, um, why, why is it that we don't, has she looked at it yet? She has looked at it. Yeah. So she, the thing is for her, I mean, again, you have a a somewhat captive audience with my daughter because, uh, she's bored to tears when I talk about it, (laughs) but when someone else brings it to her, it's because she's like time management. I mean, Oh, we know you do this stuff, but when, when someone else presents it, um, I think it, it, it's obviously don't listen to your parents, but listen to somebody else. My question, I guess is, is why, why isn't this kind of stuff brought to light in your mind? I mean, uh, in the school system itself, there's a lot. I mean, time and money are two of those things that we 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 have to deal with once we're out of school too. Why, first off, why isn't this kind of something that should isn't brought to light while they're in school, especially in that early stages? You know, the teens and even some educators say even earlier they should learn how to do this. And secondly, what does what do you think this book does that? kind of fills that gap that that's missing there wow big questions yeah let me see if i can tackle the first come on mike you know look i'm 70 i'll be 73 this year so you know when i grew up it was not a question about my time management it's a question about which girl was i gonna date (laughs) how much time do i spend on the phone with her before my mom gets on the phone and goes you guys have to stop talking uh and, you know, how do I make money for my sidebar activities I want to do? There, there weren't a whole lot of, you know, we didn't have any concept of, wow, we had to make serious choices about huge amounts of options that were available to us. So fast forward, you are probably in a world that had a lot more of those. And your daughter now at 13 is <laughs> in a world where I just met a woman whose son had 500 uh, WhatsApps on his phone. Oh my goodness! Right now, uh, understood. Five hundred WhatsApp. You know, yeah. Hanging around after school and in school, you you may have had five hundred conversations. They're just not doing in person to do WhatsApp. So, so there's a there's a there's a there's a kind of a significant change in both the methodology and the technology that's made this a strange new world and yet the same world that you and I were both in. That it just sort of has increased the complexity of how do we navigate through all this and and feel comfortable that. So so let's talk about uh, what is because I mean I'm, I've obviously been, I've read GTD. A lot of the people listening have read Getting Things Done and have followed it or follow it to this day. What when when constructing this book? Because again, going back to my daughter, if I handed her Getting Things Done like the original copy, which is, I still have the nicely dog-eared as well as the later, the, the newer edition. Uh, yeah. Her, her brain would go, I, what, like talk to me in my own language. And, uh, and by the way, yeah. excuse me, Mike, most 
senior executives, when I hand this book, they blow their fuses. They go, oh my God, that's too much to deal with. Like, ah, I I was gonna, that's what I was going to say is I'm going to say like when adults look at this and go, what the what? Because I mean, we've talked about this before is it's it's not a long book, but it's a deep book. Like you, you I mean, it, it requires some like it, it is a, a, a mindset shift. So what did you when 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 you and, and, and Mike and, and Mark were putting this together? I know Mike and Mark did did you know, the majority of the work behind this. And, and when they were asking, like, what did you, what, what kind of language, like what were the things that had to be altered so that the buy-in could be there? Because I think that's, that's a tricky thing too, right? I had no idea. <laughs> 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 that's why I asked them and they did a good bit of the research heavy lifting to find out, okay, do we need graphics? Do we, what, how do we frame the example. See, kids don't want to get out overwhelmed if they get out of jail. So, you know, there's still the same reasons to get control of your life, whether it is, wow, I'm over, I'm overburdened, I'm overwhelmed, and I still want to get things done and I'm too committed, versus, wow, I want to learn to ride a horse, I want to learn to program software, I want to learn to, you know, create my own, uh, my own startup, I want to, you know, uh, you know, do whatever. So, you know, the, so a lot of it was about framing the language to talk to kids in the language that they could understand and relate to the things that are, that are important or that have their attention. What do I want to do? How do I get out of what I'm doing to do something better? You know, what do I need to do? And Mike and Mark were much better you know, about coaches about that than, than I was. So that's what they brought to the table was to how to frame that. And they also, and it, it, this was not a, a shallow level of framing. They also framed it, you know, and very appropriately to understand the two different parts of the brain that come to work on this. Kids have to be with regularly, which is you know, sort of the amygdala part of your brain that says, "Look, I'm just reacting." You know, here's all my, here's all my. Do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me? Is on the social media, and versus here's all the. Wow, I need to write a report for my English class tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so those are two different parts of your brain. So they frame that very, actually very appropriately for maybe, hopefully, kids to understand, look, guys, you're dealing with different parts of your own committee inside your own head. And you need to understand which part of your committee you need to pay attention to and which ones, you know, will, will create the most value for you. And what, and what can you do about that? You know, right. Uh, not as just a theoretical or a conceptual idea, because kids won't hang into that very long. You know, but what? Hey, tomorrow, what are you need to do, or what do you need to do about this that's got your attention right now? So, you know, so it was really framed to address both kids. <laughs> and here's the secret: the big Trojan horse. Most of most of their parents don't get this yet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yep. If, if we can get this to the kids, and they start asking their parents, hey. Hey mom, um, here's the party coming up. Here's the Halloween party coming up. Do we have a costume? What's the next step? Is that yours or mine? I'm sorry. That's going to change the frame of even family relationships. If if kids get this, and they can, we've seen it. You know, it, one of the things that I want to share with you is that when we were going through the book and we showed the uh, representation, you mentioned the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. Um, Spoiler alert, Miggy, the monkey, and Cortland, the owl, 
my son, who is an avid reader, I mean, he reads well above his grade level. He's eight years, eight years old. He got it. He knew what each of those things were, not because we had to explain it, but he could look at it. So I think what what I what I noticed in the book right away is that it 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 allows you uh, or kids and even and adults, like you said, parents, to look at it and and it 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 makes it accessible to to which is a, which was obviously the goal is to say, hey, here's how do we how do we help kids out and then. In turn, because, you know, my wife went through the book. I said, you should look at this, too, because she's a part of the business. And she's like, but she was like, oh, this is this is interesting. I've heard you explain it before, but not not in a way that that where my eyes glossed over. You know what I mean? So I, when you mentioned that, like parents are able to uh, I think it's it's an interesting and and needed way to, to kind of bring it to the fore for them, because. The, the one thing about GTD is, and you know, you've talked about this before is, is it's suitable for anyone, whether you're a, you know, a high level executive or the barista at Starbucks or the stay at home parent, like anybody can, can gravitate to, and use this. Um, what, what over the years, because uh, I mean, it's, I mean, since, since getting things done came out, there's been a couple iterations uh, in terms of just the, the, the style you know, of, of each of those books, if you, and I'll, I'll share links to the show notes to the original text, as well as the updated one. And of course, to the new book, what, what have you, I mean, while the foundation of GTD hasn't really changed, what has, has the focus changed? Like when people are diving into it, is there something that when you work with people that you particularly say, Hey, this is an area that we feel needs more attention or it, does it does it even work like that for you when you're when you're working with people or when you're talking to people about it? Is it is it still just you know because I, I don't think it's a step one two three four thing. I think it's you kind of start where people are at kind of thing. Does that make sense? It's so that's a great question, uh, Mark. Sorry. So uh, let me see if I can unpack that. Sure. Uh, one, yeah, it's a big one. One, one by one. Uh, <clears throat> um, first of all. Um, well, the difference is how many people need this methodology to stay sane. So, you know, in the early years, I mean, when we, this was first published in the, you know, uh, 2001, beginning of 2001, that was when the tsunami of email was a professional. So this was targeted basically to that audience in that way. And there weren't that many people feeling that overwhelmed and that out of control. Uh, but there were a lot. Well, I would say there weren't, there weren't that many, not as many as there are now. So back then, that was a pretty targeted market. So what's changed is now you got to deal with this kid at 11 who's got 500 WhatsApps. Mm-hmm. What does he do with it? So what's changed a lot is the breadth of the audience that now have to grapple with the issues this addresses, which is the stress of opportunity. How many things could you be involved with right now, Mike? When you, once you get off of the... Oh, yeah. And by the way, if you have kids, uh, how many things could you be surfing right now? Say, oh, wait, wait here's a class I could, I could take with you and say, it might get into Harvard. I know they're only two years old, but my God, Harvard's... You know, yeah, no, you're right. There's, I mean, so it's, it's this, the stress yeah. of opportunity has expanded mm-hmm. exponentially, given the, the digital access that everybody has to information and, and 
and, and all that stuff. So now, you know, it's, it, there, these are first world problems, you know, <laughs> come on. You have so many things you could be doing tonight simply because you're not trying to survive. Right. 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 So, so that's, that's in one way, what's changed dramatically is the audience that have that issue of the stress of opportunity. So that's, that, that's there. The mm-hmm. second thing that changed more, much more subtle was how I framed once I sort of watched how all this stuff was being experimented with and, ex- and, and implemented with some of the best and brightest and busiest people on the planet to see the subtlety of, of the transformational experience they started to have once they started to implement this stuff. So that's when I started to change subtly, but, but, but I, but from my point of view, importantly, in the second version, for instance, I changed to capture. In order to get empty, you know, initially the first thing was just look around and see what's incomplete, what's, what's undone, what's, what's, what's open loops, what are the things you're committed to you haven't finished yet. We just identified that. You change collect to capture, that goes, wait a minute, what are all the things I need to think about given our next vacation? Mm-hmm. Given where my life partner and I want to be five years from now. And so there's another aspect that's kind of broadens and deepens the aspect of capturing you know, potentially relevant stuff in your life. So I started to change some of the vocabulary about this basic thing called, hey, you know, you know, capture clarify, organize, you know, reflect and review, which are the five stages of how, how you get your kitchen under control, how you get your meeting under control, how you get your life under control, how you get anything under control. And so identifying those best practices, I, I just found a subtler level to describe those that then opened them up to more of how they, they apply to many more things than just the fast track professional. What of the areas of getting things done? I mean, and I think this is worth discussing considering that you've got a book that's providing more access to people of of various audience demographics is still, would you think in your experience, kind of the toughest or the most challenging for people to kind of grasp or, um, you know, adopt for, for lack of a better term. (laughs) That's another loaded question, is it? Probably. I, no, 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 actually, it's a very simple question. And you ask that and you go, I'm sorry. I don't know how long I'm going to be preaching on this planet. Get <laughs> stuff out of your head. <laughs> huh? I kind of figured that was the answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, know, you walk around going, oh, yeah, I need to. And you don't write it down. You don't get into some external trusted system. And then it starts, it'll wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. So if nothing else, and this is a two-year, I mean, I'm for the best of the, for the best of the best you who really get this, really want to get their life under control. It takes two years to change yeah. that habit. Yeah. And that, the habit called capture your heads for having ideas, not for holding them. So I'm sorry, do you have a pen? Do you have a piece of paper somewhere? Write it on your butt. I don't care. Look, look. Hey, Mike, I'm going to get back to you. Stop right there. Write it down. Get it out of your head. And that simple practice 
I mean, there's so, so much more than that to get your life off your mind, present, or whatever you're doing. But that, if you don't do that one, <laughs> don't you don't have a clue about how to do the rest. You know, as you mentioned, it's it's absolutely. I mean, when my my wife and I talk about this a lot because she still doesn't. She she still tries to hold things in her head. She says, you know, and and one of the things she's she's found with me over the years is that she could tell me something, but if I don't write it down, it's not staying there. Like it, it which, which oddly enough, she finds frustrating. Well, probably not oddly enough, but to me, she finds it frustrating because you don't remember as much as you used to, to which I say, well, I don't need to, I've got it. I've got it where I can look and where I trust. I don't trust my brain. Why? There are still people that I talked to about this and they said, you know, the, even the most inane things that they're, they're like, why do you capture, take hoses out? Uh, you know, uh, come uh you know april uh after you put them away and like why do you have that stuff in your system and i said because i never want to have to think about it again i never want to have to i want to be prompted by by my trusted system as opposed to you know trying to go tr- being triggered by something else like by oh wow the 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 first thaw of the year has happened and i'm seeing growth in my garden or driving down the street and seeing the first set of christmas lights up as opposed to having it in my trusted system that, hey, as of November 25th or December 1st or whatever it is, hey, it, you know, you might want to consider putting your Christmas lights up. I think one of the things that when I've talked to people about this is that they, they, they counter, counterintuitively, they, they find that less freeing than having it available to them quickly in their minds. What do you say to people who still like, they just, you know, well, no, I, you know, they don't capture or they, or they, or they don't capture everything. Like, where do you, you know, where do you kind of draw the line with people or, or do you, where do you, is it like, we just, just, we just laughed about, shared about it. It's like, look, capture everything, kind of regret nothing. <laughs> Who's asking? Mm. Is it me that's asking? <laughs> it dep- so are you saying it depends on who, it, de- it depends on the, the, the circumstance? If their life is as in control and as stress-free as they like, why bother going to the, you know, get the get to a no as fast as you can. Big sales admonition. Sorry? Not something you need to know? Your life is fine. Then, that said, <laughs> yep. you know, Come on, there are multiple, multiple levels of some of the best, brightest, and busiest, most creative, you know, people on the planet. And I've sat down, and once they started to empty their head of all these things and started to make the right decisions, you know, their level of creativity and ability and productivity, you know, exponentially. So you have to say, well, who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> what are they interested in? Do you want to have a? Do you want to have more clear space in your head? If you don't need it, you know, don't bother. You know, and especially if you're married to them, if you're involved in them, come on, give it up. They they have to read it somewhere. They have to hear from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Something you've been told them about for years, and they go, "Well, oh my god, I read this book. This is how cool." So you know, believe me, I've dealt with years of that kind of feedback, you know, about this stuff. But the truth is, yes, if you want to make sure that you are most appropriately engaged with anything, it needs to be externally tracked 
identified and then clarified in terms of, am I going to do something about this? And what's the next step? And where do I park that? So the things that are most, frankly, you know, whoever's listening to this right now, whatever's most on their minds is the first place to adapt, to, to implement what, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people listening to this, since you've not been talking for a few minutes here, have had their mind go somewhere else. Right? Yeah. And if, we're, if where their mind went was, you know, adding value to what they were thinking about and say, hey, cool, stay there. Nice place to be. But most people, if their mind left, it left to something they have not yet made these important decisions about or haven't you know, structured or parked the results of that thinking in a trusted system. So that would have gotten off their minds so they could be present with listening to you or, you or me or tucking into beds of their, you know, tucking the kids into bed, cooking spaghetti, you know, whatever they wanted to do to be present. So the big key, as you may know, Mark, or uh, Mike, by now, is that getting things done is not so much getting things done, it's more about being appropriately engaged with whatever you're doing in your life. So you can be fully present with whatever you're doing. And that that's the most productive place to operate from, the healthiest place to operate from. So that's what this methodology does. So I actually forgot what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay i want to dive into a couple more things before we wrap up but no that was good because i think a lot of people are are i mean they if we could drill anything home it's like you know the 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 importance of capture is 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 huge um and it relates directly to one of my, my final the, the last two questions i'm going to ask it's one is meditation is a huge uh, is experiencing a lot of press and a lot of um notice uh you know not just recently, but over the past few years, especially for people who are feeling like they're overwhelmed or whatever. It's like, you know, that old adage, um, what's that old saying? You know, I don't have, if you don't have time to meditate for 20 minutes a day, meditate for an hour, you know, that old, what what are your thoughts on meditation? And does like, is there some synchronicity or alignment with, with getting things done in meditation? If it's, if it's something that you kind of uh, are a proponent of? For sure. Well, You know, the now, given the the cognitive, cognitive, basically the research that's been done in the last 20 years in how our brains function, it needs rest. It needs daydreaming. It needs unhook from whatever you're trying to focus and think about on some consistent basis so that it refreshes a, a sort of a cognitive database that then accumulates stuff in the background. That's why sleeping on things gives you better answers. Right. So they now discovered that. And so anything that helps clear your mind, so you don't have to think, I need cat food. Shoot. Oh, I need cat food. I need cat food. Well, if that pops into your head twice, you're not appropriately engaged with your cat. So, you know, what GED is, is identifying those things that have your attention clarifying exactly what you do about it, if anything, parking those results in some trusted place. So it's off your mind. So then your mind is clearer and freer to be thinking at higher level horizons or more reflective horizons about what you're doing. So absolutely, you know, any, any time you can stop and rest your brain, the problem is you sit down and meditate and think, oh, God, I need captain. <laughs> Well, 
was, excuse me, why don't you write that on a post-it, stick it on the fridge so whoever's going to the store next can pick up cat food. Then it's off your mind. So if you try to meditate or do any of those kind of reflective processes, you better have a pen and pencil very close by. Mm-hmm. So you can un- so you can unload the things that are getting in the way of your ability to relax your brain and see higher and deeper horizons. All right. Finally, um, we talked about uh, you just talked about pen and paper, and uh, you know going through uh, the you know again the history of the, the publications of getting things done. You know we've gone from you know digital analog to you know and, and in the last version of getting things done, you you were very. You, you tried to avoid mentioning very specific devices and, and, and apps for the very reason that they, the, the landscape changes so rapidly. What do you think um, about the renaissance of, uh, and when I, and I'm mean, being very, probably very glib here, but the renaissance of like these analog tools, like really, you know, we, I mean, you turn around and on Kickstarter, there's like 300 different planner projects and, and, you know, paper planners and, and they're, 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 it's almost like they're coming back to the fore. What are you, uh, I think you still use a paper planner, don't you? You still use paper, don't you? Or do you use a combination there of like, where, where do you see what, first off, why do you see paper maybe making a bit of a comeback? And, and I think this directly relates probably to, you know, I mean, I know my daughter's using paper a lot more to keep, keep things kind of connect so you can connect better to things rather than, you know, the 500 WhatsApps that you talked about and all the other digital stuff. And, and, and why, why do you think, all of a sudden people are looking at analog tools and analog planners again and going, wow, you know what? I'd rather use this than say to do a store, a sauna or, you know, email to manage my tasks. Wow. You got I know. Big, 50, big, I know. Another, big, big another 15, 15 years of a conversation here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could talk forever. Right. David. <laughs> let, let me see if I can sort of frame that sort of condense that freeze dry it a little bit. Sure. Um, well, first of all, all you need is a list planner, mm-hmm. a list manager. You, you just need lists. I need to know what errands I need to do if I'm going out. I need to know, well, you know what to talk to my life partner about right now. I need to know, well, you know where I'm going to be in the next two weeks. So all you need are those kind of lists, in a sense, of the commitments you've made you know, and the activities required for them. And, you know, there's a gazillion ways to do that. Low-tech, you could just keep a, a, a folder called calls to make with simple pieces of paper in in that folder of all calls you need to make. You could keep a mid-tech version of that in a paper planner. We had a, a, a section in your planner called ac- actions needed or whatever, and you had a page called calls. And you could keep it in a high-tech version of the hundreds, as you know, these uh, software apps that have been built out there to basically just manage lists, lots of different bells and whistles you know, about how they do that and, 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 and what you can do about them. But that's all you need is some list manager in terms of the technology and in terms of an external system so that your head can trust its external brain. What are people doing right now for their calendar? What are you doing? I've got a company. I've got both. I've got a wall, a, a yearly wall calendar that I list some certain things on, and I've got a, a digital calendar that I have very specific things go in my digital calendar. So I've got two calendars, yeah. Right. So you just need to make sure you're checking both of those at some appropriate interval. So you feel 
okay about where you are in space and time, right? Absolutely. And I mean, I use, I use a hybrid. I've used a paper tool for real capture and daily stuff. And then I've got the longer term stuff incubating. And what's interesting is a lot of people say, why do you have two digital task apps? And one is for stuff that's not related to my company and the other is related to my company. So I know I can be very deliberate about, hey, this is company time. What am I doing with the company stuff? It's in this place versus, hey, it's now Mike Vardy at home stuff. Here's the place where that stuff is kept. So it's very, yeah, it's very deliberate. Um, and, well, here's, here's, yeah. the assess, here's the assessment okay. of, the quality, of the quality of your system. Yeah. Right? Anything mm-hmm. on your mind aside no. from talk, talking to me? No. <laughs> you have a fine system. That's the, that's the only purpose of your systems. It's called so that you can be present with whatever you're doing. Yep. No, I, and, and how are you doing about your quality of life five years from now where you and your life partner want to be, you know, do you have all those captured, clarified, organized? And by the way, you know, what are all the things that you have your attention on that might pop into your head aside from talking to me? So if all of those have also been cleaned up and identified and captured and organized appropriately in whatever your system is, and I'd say, yeah. So there's both a vertical as well as a kind of a horizontal aspect of how do I get control and make sure I'm staying, I'm staying focused appropriately so I can be having absolutely nothing on my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, the great thing about getting things done is it scales. It scales, you know, in a way that that most people, when they first adopt it, they don't realize. And once it's it's once once it's once you've had that time with it, and you've and I think you have to. I mean, I think the one thing that people need to realize is that it's it's a lifestyle. And I'm being very when I say that, I mean like you can't just adopt it for a while and then, you know, let all of it go. You have, I mean, there's, there's, there's some, you have to have some consistency there. And like you said, you know, whether, how you create your system, whether it's, you know, like you said, a bunch of folders, whether it's you go all digital, whatever it is, it's, it's the, like you said, I mean, you've, you've explained it uh, perfectly. It's like, it's just, I think that once you, once you adopt something like this and you put it in place, then yeah, you, you're going to see the results. And, and, David, uh, I want to I want to take the time to thank you about like not just putting together you know your past editions of the book, but I think this one for teens, getting things done for teens, take control of your life in a distracting world. Mike Mike Williams at Mark Wallace, I've had the pleasure of talking to Mike before as well. Um, I think that this is something that has been long awaited for for kids, uh, especially middle school and high school kids. And I'll be sure to report back to you and Mike uh, how when grace gets through when grace goes through it and says hey dad uh you know that stuff you've talked about um i get it now uh because she's a smart she's smart she'll get it and 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 she's a super she loves organizing things she's very much into the whole physical organization of space so this will help her i I think in in a lot of ways organize the other space in her life um David, uh, people can get the book on Amazon, I guess, and everywhere else. Uh, where else can they get it? Just on Amazon or, or at the David Coast and all that stuff? Anywhere, anywhere <laughs> good books <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it launches in the U.S. on, I think, July 7th, so it yeah. should be yeah. any, any and everywhere. And thanks, Mike. And this is, yeah. This has been a great... And, and, and like you said, a lot of loaded questions. It's, we, we, 
every time we talk, there's lots of things for me to talk with you about. So we, I mean, uh, for the sake of, of uh, keeping the, I'd love to have you back on the show. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks again for joining me today. You too. Big thanks to David Allen for joining me this week on the show, all the way from Amsterdam. It's always great to have a conversation with him. We had uh, quite a bit of conversation before and after. Uh, it was it was just great to, to connect with him once again. And next week, special treat, I'm going to put spoiler right now, Mike Williams, the uh, co-author of Getting Things Done for Teens, can take control of your life in a distracting world. He is joining me on the show. So we're going to have a conversation with him. Uh, and the book, of course, is coming out on July 10th. So if you're listening to this as this episode drops, you've got a few days to get some pre-orders in. And then next week, the book will be out. So you're getting a double dose of getting things done over the next two weeks here on the Productivityist Podcast. Big thanks to John Polster for producing this week's episode of the show. And all episodes now in between all that stuff he's he's been around and he's been a big help uh as we've gone through over 200 episodes of the show uh big thanks to uh, ann for helping out with the uh reading of the material and 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 you know disseminating and, and and to my daughter grace who i actually uh have given the book getting things done uh for teens too you'll hear more about her perceptions on next week's episode so i'm really excited to bring that because she is the target audience so you won't want to miss that um, and who knows, there might be, maybe she might even join me. You never know. You know, the stranger things have happened. Uh, and of course, uh, thanks to you for listening. I really do appreciate it. That's it for this week. Until next time, I am Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going.